0: This machine kills
1: fascists.
2: (laughs) You You gotta ease back into it. We've been gone for a long time. The last podcast that we successfully completed, I think, was in the beginning of April successfully. Successfully. We did
0: make a couple of efforts here from the depths of hell. We did.
2: We had some big extravaganza two-part episodes.
0: We had interviews. We did one a week ago, but none of them made it to there. Well, yeah, it's difficult to record in hell. It's not difficult to find interesting people to talk to, (laughs) but it is difficult to record. Well said.
2: Yeah. Well said. Well, we don't apologize for being away. But we're back. No, we're
0: not sorry. <laughs> I mean, I understand if any of you are sorry. Sure. But. Sure. We're back now. Yeah, we're back. Ideally. And
2: one reason it's taken us long is it's been, it's just a tough, in general, world. Sure. <laughs> for, for all entertainment, including ours.
0: Yeah, the live, live performances, out the window, you know, people are watching Death of a Salesman on Zoom calls. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's tough, man. I
2: don't know. That's that's maybe that's a that's some pandemic shit we can touch on is the uh is the theater of zoom. Zoom theater. I cannot it, believe this.
0: It's a little reminiscent of the Henson company, is it? Yeah, just like a single head in a frame. <laughs> yapping away. <laughs> It reminds me of the opening of the Muppet Show when they'd all just when they're pop all in the little a window. Yeah, that's, you know?
2: I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know i I haven't part- I haven't taken part in any Zoom theatering. No, as me a neither. performer, I have watched some minutes of some minutes minutes of some.
0: Hey, you know that could be up to <laughs> fifty nine technically. I guess. <laughs> well, I
2: don't know. You never have to stop counting the minutes.
0: I mean, you didn't watch... Are the, any of us not getting Have you watched minutes? anything in its entirety and been like, how do you do a standing ovation on Zoom? They didn't, uh, you know? I don't know. There's no... Here's the thing. It's just not the same art form. No, it's at not. At that point. No. And so I see a lot of theaters being like, how do we adapt our art to that? And you're like, well, that's... Now you're just making film. And that's fine.
2: But, but, that's, but it's also not doing that.
0: Not doing it well.
2: You know, because I mean, there is, you know, Blumhouse made those, like, Who Friended Me or whatever the fuck those horror movies are that I think they all take place over webcam and like multi-person things, but they're much more constructed and and they're built for that. Right. Like, doing The Tempest when, like, everybody has to, like, put a palm tree behind them or whatever and you're like, what the fuck is this, you know?
0: I saw a good bit where there's a famous American clown named Bill Irwin. Sure. And he got on with Friend this of the other. Pod, he got on with this other guy who's I can't remember his name, but he's a, he's a theater guy, and they did a whole, Zoom clown routine back and forth where they're, you know, there's a delay and then uh-huh. they're clicking in and out and, okay. then, you know, they're passing things in and out of the frames and stuff. Okay. Which is something that you're okay. being creative with that medium.
2: Sure. And I think that that is what it, that's what it requires is to sort is to embrace the, embrace the limitation as much as you can. I see too many things that it's just like, we're just gonna recite the lines from this thing that you know. Sure. But it's gonna be like, like, I could just, I know people, I could just get six or seven of my friends together to do that. exactly. You know, (laughs) it's like,
0: like if it's a reading, call it a reading. You know, you don't need to be in costume for us to sit there and just read. Right. We've talked about doing that with movies and stuff, you know. Sure. Or, you know, a public domain play. You, You could just, you could get six people together and just do a reading over Zoom, and that's fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I was, that's a weird uh, little pocket
0: that we touched on there.
2: Sure. But it speaks. It speaks to you know the amount of shit that we.
0: Well, it goes way beyond just theater. I mean. Yeah. Half the movies that we're talking about have been delayed or. Right. So when know. we so
2: when we did this attempted this podcast a week ago we wanted to talk about this kind of new slew of trailers that has just come out but it became very quickly ir- irrelevant particularly the the Batman trailer because Robert Pattinson tested positive for covid and shut the production down immediately after the fucking trailer came out yeah
0: right and the tra- and the production had just kind of picked back up be- after, after having been halted down down once already yeah so you know we, uh, we did think that we were excited about that Batman.
2: Sure. I th- I was going to really pour one out for the nerds on that one because I'll see this dork movie. Sure. Sure.
0: It's got the Riddler in it. I like the Riddler.
2: Is that who Paul Dano's playing? Yeah. See, love Paul Dano. Love Zoe Kravitz. Yep. Yep. Love fucking our man Colin Farrell. In obviously. a fat suit. In a fucking fat suit. He's I mean, unrecognizable. Why not? Why not? And, you know, everyone knows I'm a big oh, archetype guy.
0: Oh, and who's the guy? Ge- uh, Jeffrey, what's the guy playing? Oh, yeah, George? Jeffrey Wright. That's yeah, right. he's playing Commissioner Gordon. That's right, man. Yeah, so just solid across the board. Those are all
2: people who have had blow-ups that I'm always, that I I was really firmly behind. All six of those people. Okay. I'm here for it. Uh, we also talked about the Sofia Coppola trailer on The Rocks that I wasn't as lit about, but you seem like you're really down for it.
0: Sure, I love Bill Murray. And I like, I like the premise, it's Bill Murray and um, Rashida Jones, and she thinks her husband might be cheating on her, and Bill Murray plays her dad, who's kind of this old, philanderous guy, which is just a really funny character for him to play. Sure. So he's, like, gonna be helping her, he's got a daughter, but he's also, like, a lifelong womanizer, which is something I'm sure Bill Murray can kind of, like... <laughs> he can probably find that he somewhere. St- he can step in. Yeah, he can step in. I'm sure in. he's done all right.
2: Uh, that so that comes out in like less than a month, and I love Sofia Coppola. So,
0: yeah,
2: I this is another thing that we uh, have kicked around that like there is a there is potential that we like return to the movies soon.
0: Yeah, and we were debating which movies was worthy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What movies would we be willing?
2: And I think that that one for sure.
0: Yeah, that one I would like to see. Maybe not. You know, packed theater for anything. No, but, like, but
2: yeah, you try to catch an early matinee.
0: Sure, sure, sure. You get in and out. Get some old, brunch. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Because <laughs> uh, I was teetering on the fence about going to see, going to risk it all and see Tenant, and I was like, no.
0: <laughs> Tenant. 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 Not ringing a bell. Hmm. <laughs> oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah.
2: We talked about that last week, but we don't need to spend any more time on it because I don't really.
0: Care. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, being crazy. Uh,
2: I think the last time we talked about him being the unevolved kind of Leo, and that's what he wanted to—he wanted to be the movie savior of well, this fucking thing. And he
0: can't make up his mind between being like a heady movie or an action movie. It's the same problem with Westworld that his brother does like, are you being an action show, or are you trying to be a... So weird. You know, a thoughtful... I mean, you can't... Did the new season of that show happen? Yeah, I watched, like, the first episode. I don't even remember. I think we had this conversation. You were like, did you watch that? And I was like, yeah, I started it. Did it
2: come out? I don't don't even, like, remember any of the bullshit surrounding that one. People must have really moved on. I think people kind of moved on. People moved on.
0: Yeah, because especially, I think, after Game of Thrones, it's like, you know, how invested in... Any of these, because uh, it was kind of supposed to set up to be the predece- or the successor to that a little bit.
2: Right. I know we made a lot of fun of the death, on, death on the Nile trailer.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the new um, doesn't look great. Agatha Christie with Kenneth Branagh is coming out. Yeah. Um, they don't have all the A-listers that they did in the last one. They've got Gal- no. Gal- it's like got the Gal- B Yeah. yeah
2: and uh i can't even remember another person in it
0: russell brand russell brand <laughs> you're like ooh <laughs> yeah and I, I and i was just telling you russell brand had a had a hot had a hot take about the wap song and how it's like women being explo- like exploiting themselves or something like that. Oh and no! It was like, oh you don't god! Need to be,
2: you don't need to be. You don't need to step in here.
0: Yeah, guys comment. <laughs> guys keep commenting on that song. Ben, ben Shapiro, oh, re- really. Uh, Benny Boy self roasted himself. Yeah. Yeah, with the his wife's
2: <laughs> medical condition. Dap. <laughs> That's probably enough on that. Too. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, there's all the good things that we're looking, we're looking forward to. They leaked some of those images from the new, from the new Paul, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson. Anderson. Looks fucking great.
0: What's the title of that one?
2: It's, I think it's currently untitled still.
0: Yeah. So we know nothing about it, but we know it exists. And
2: it's, and it's shooting.
0: It's shooting. Nobody's gotten COVID shutdowns yet. Yeah. Bradley um, Cooper
2: doesn't fuck around, man. He's like, this is my, this is my bubble. All right. This was the other. This is the other one that we wanted to talk about. Is the upcoming Aaron Sorkin Netflix movie about the Chicago Seven, and the banger cast of Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Frank Langella, William Hurt, Michael Keaton, uh, Rory Cochrane. <laughs>
0: Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Man.
0: That's gonna be great.
2: Oh, it's gonna be great.
0: That's about the Yippies and Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman, who plays him?
2: Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: <laughs> Play, oh my god, that'll be great.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait for this. I think this. Uh, Vincent
0: D'Onofrio played him years ago in Steal This Movie.
2: Oh, sure, sure.
0: That's what I. That's what I'd like to look at. Man, I man.
2: want some more Vincent D'Onofrio flicks.
0: Oh, dude, that guy's like. One of the most underrated chameleons. Oh, absolutely,
2: absolutely. God, what's like the perfect project for that guy?
0: I know that he played Kingpin on the Punisher show, and I saw a couple fight scenes, and he just looks fucking massive.
2: Sure, sure. I haven't seen any of the. uh, I don't really follow that old TV shows. I I don't follow that
0: stuff, but you know that should come up on my. My YouTube's. Sure. My recommendations. I was just telling Christian about a movie I watched last night called The Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah. Tell people about this. It's wild. It's all these ex tech guys. It's a documentary, and it's all these ex, like, Facebook and Twitter guys talking about how, you know, these social media things have, like, profited off of our attention for advertising. And so these algorithms have gotten better and better at, like, getting our attention. And so they've, like, incidentally caused this giant political split by just feeding people whatever mm. they're going to agree with and yeah. giving confirmation biases. Keeping them in and, an echo chamber. Yeah, and it's like the documentaries about how social media is like bringing around about the downfall of Western civilization in, like, mm. ten years or whatever. It's <laughs> pretty, ho- pretty terrifying, but it's yeah. on Netflix. Uh, I'd recommend <laughs> it.
2: And, but I, you know, you really had me sold on that there's scenes throughout the the flick that are like staged and that stars Pete Vincent Carthizer who played Pete Campbell yeah and, and he
0: plays the algorithm and he's like <laughs> And he's like, sell him an ad! <laughs> <laughs> and he's there, there's like three of them. Yeah. So he plays like three different, he's like, one's selling the ads, one's like the mainframe, and one's like, at one point he's like, do you guys ever feel bad? And they're like, no. And he's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> 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 like, it's some, some Three
2: Stooges shit going on That's with awesome. Pete Campbell. <laughs> uh, see, and also I want more projects for that guy. <laughs> and, oh, man. Can him and Vincent D'Onafrio play father and son? Ooh,
0: sure make I'd, it happen i'd go for that we're not, yeah. gonna, we're not gonna give all
2: these ideas away for free so get to it
0: well you were just telling me that you were listening to the um mark maron interview oh with uh, kieran colkin kieran colkin oh my god About... he, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> brian cox is like trying to bully him into doing a production of amadeus together which is just those guys are dream casting
0: yeah if you know that show it would be like yeah, Frank oh. Cox would be the perfect Sully. Oh man,
2: and Kieran Culkin would just be fucking hysterical mm-hmm.
0: as Mozart. Oh my god, I could see Pete Campbell playing that role too. Too,
2: he's a little, he's a little old now. Yeah,
0: back in the day.
2: Yeah, yeah He looked would...
0: pretty good in the in that documentary, but I bet he's they good, made man. that a few years ago.
2: Sure. What's the What's the other one that we're looking forward to? Oh, the new David Fincher movie. We've talked about this, I think, again and again, but they finally put out some press photos. Yeah, and it's in this just kind of like wonderfully bizarre looking black and white
0: yeah it's about the making of citizen kane and gary Oldman plays the screenwriter who's like trying to rush the screenplay out to orson wells's crazy demands and whatever i
2: can't fucking wait apparently and i think a thing that i forgot the last time we talked about this the screenplay was actually written by fincher's dad like Thirty years ago, or something.
0: Wow, cool. Yeah. Well, and knowing Fincher, he's such a cinematographer. He's gonna do all the tricks that, like, that Citizen Kane, like, yeah, was groundbreaking for. yeah. Yeah.
2: God, I listen to every once in a while. I listen to these fucking hilarious David Fincher interviews. Have you seen the one where he's talking about Gone Girl? And Ben Affleck refused to like wear the Yankees cap in the scene where he's like in the airport trying to not be noticed by people.
0: Yeah, and he refused to wear a Yankees cap. <laughs> yeah, because he's the, from Boston. Yeah, I would. It, I I legitimately would be like, you're a fucking actor, dude. Yeah, the way that Pacheco like, talks chari- about it is your so character- funny. Is a fucking Yankees fan. Like the <laughs> Well, it's like
2: he's trying to not be noticed. You know, like you're trying to whatever. But Venture is like,
0: and uh, I really wanted to be Yankees cap, uh, but being from Boston um, and not being very professional as an actor, Ben refused to wear a Yankees cap, and we. I mean, it did not come to blows, but we had to shut down production for four days as we negotiated with Patrick Weitzel over what would be the best thing for the movie, what Patrick thought would be the best way to meet the requirements of the production and something that his client could live with, which I thought was entirely unprofessional. And he's adult. like, and so I made him do that shot a hundred and three <laughs> times. <laughs> 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 Dude, I love Pitcher. I think he's hilarious. <laughs>
2: I think he's a genius. He's a madman. <laughs> yeah, so that was kinda of, that was our that's our roundup of, you know, the things down the bin. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about all the stuff that's now behind us and gone. We also had to redo the podcast because as soon as I think the next day after we recorded it, Chadwick Boseman died, which yeah. we can't run this podcast and not talk about it, at least a little bit. Yeah. Massive bummer. I Rest spent the last... in peace. Yeah.
0: And what a crazy story to find out that dude was, like, filming all these movies while he was battling cancer, and, like, nobody knew about it. The, yeah. he That he kept that so close to his
2: chest is just outrageous. That's wild, you know? You gotta be tough as fucking nails. And those are, like, tough movies that he shot, too, man. Like, mm-hmm. the Black Panther movies, so... You know, that's what I, That's the only Marvel movie that I've, like, gone out to the theater to go see. We saw that together. Yeah. And it, it was, it was great, great, you know? And he, <laughs> and he was great. I just watched the James Brown uh, flick this past weekend. Oh, He's was yeah. fucking great in it. The, mo- <laughs> the movie's kind of in and out. Yeah, I told Mike a crazy story that I might not repeat here about a, a personal tie to that film. I watched The Five Bloods recently, and he's fucking wonderful in that, and that's also, like, not a movie that would be easy to shoot. Like, feeling great, you know? (laughs) Like, it such a demanding flick emotionally and physically. And one thing that I Well, you
0: have to wonder how aware... Because I always figure that those guys in those Marvel movies have, like, those companies so far up their asses in terms of, like, what they're doing in their personal lives. They're not allowed to talk about certain things, I know, like, yeah. because they were for Disney now, like, I don't know. What a crazy thing to manage to keep secret. No shit. You know, and that says a lot about his, like, his, gr- his group, you know.
2: Yeah, no kidding. The one uh, thing that, I mean, obviously there's no positive news from that at all, but uh, in that last press release that came out, it did indicate that there's a, a Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom movie coming out starring him, and I can't remember who's playing Ma Rainey in it, but the Ma Rainey obviously August Wilson's 1920s play addition to his Pittsburgh cycle. It's like
0: That's the one from the 20s. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And, and it takes place in a recording studio, Now, I mean...
0: Yeah, and if nobody, if if you've never heard of that cycle before, it's basically yeah. like a play in every decade of the 20th century.
2: In the same neighborhood. In, like, yeah, it's Pittsburgh. like the same
0: area, it's it's, 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 people are related, right, throughout each so, one. Yeah, there's, there's some, some,
2: there's some characters that we've, in, in and out of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you've never seen an August Wilson play in person, man, those things will, like, overwhelm you. I think we've actually talked about August like, I think the we have before. talked about it before. <laughs> Cause that shit's great. Yeah, anyway, we just kind of, we wanted to say R.I.P. Chad at Bozeman.
0: It's good there's still some, some things that he had in the can that haven't come out yet. Totally,
2: totally. And that's a movie and that you're going to
0: hit totally differently now.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, Shit. I can see a posthumous Oscar coming for an August Wilson film role for that guy.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Woof. Uh, we also, I also had to pour one out because there were two shows that got canceled since the last time we recorded on this podcast, High Fidelity and the Netflix teen drama The Society, <laughs> one of my, my personal guilty, not guilty favorites of last year. Pour one out for And High Fidelity was my absolute favorite thing from last, new thing from last year anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm both disappointed about both of those. I kind of, I think they are both COVID losses. I think, I think you're
2: um, right. am line gets drawn. Because they and... were
0: both good shows. Yeah. I think did, at least High Fidelity, I know a lot of people were watching it. The music was yeah. like playing everywhere in my life. Yeah. Durando, baby. And The Society was such a funny, like, Netflix B-side for you and me to kind of <laughs> latch onto because mm-hmm. it's kind of a Stephen King, Lord of the Flies vibe. I don't
2: even remember how we found that. I don't remember either. I don't remember
0: either. <laughs> I think it's because the lead girl in it was in Big Little Lies. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was great. It was. I was like, I think all these kids are gonna blow up. <laughs> I love all of them.
0: I love these kids. I love <laughs> these kids. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that I think are gonna be gone forever. I just found out Drunk History got canceled. Yeah, that's right. Kind of basically everything Comedy Central makes all live the- action yeah. is now canceled.
2: Yeah skin has left the building.
0: Yeah, so That's good weird. thing Eric Andre cranked out that special. If, it, <laughs> if nobody's seen that yet, it's on Netflix. He's he, got a I mean, great fucking stand-up special. Yesterday he tweeted
2: a, a naked picture of himself on the set and said, Daddy's back, so. Great.
0: <laughs> well, he can do it by Shaved himself. Shaved his old body. Oh my god. You haven't seen the picture? No. <laughs> oh you my... know there was a massive campaign to try to get him to uh, inherit... To be him. Ellen. Yeah, to, to not not change to... the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd refer to himself as Ellen. And he was on board for it, too. But... Oh, hell
2: yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Well, that seems like a nice place to take a little break.
0: Yeah, and then we can talk about some of the things we've watched. Fuck recently. yeah.
2: We're coming We're coming back hard with the uh, Charlie Kaufman.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of
1: ending things. <laughs> I'm not the it. Think fast. Ah, I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I-
0: 1958. The weirdest fucking screenwriter in Hollywood.
2: God, I love him so much, though. I know to expect weird shit. That's, like, the first thing in my notes was that, like, I love sitting... You know, it's this, Netflix is just, like, dropping all these movies by, like, some of the most important directors of the last 40 years, these last two years. It's so nice to, like, sit down with a movie and start it and, like, pretty much immediately... The tone of this film is like okay, great. I know exa- I know to expect something that I can't expect now. Yes. You know, I'm like I'm kind of safe in this Kaufman universe as unsafe as it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of know the journey I'm about to. I was watching it with a friend of ours who only
0: knows, uh, with with the lovely Anne who only knows. <laughs> she, lovely. She Anne. only knows uh, of, uh, Eternal Sunshine of mm. his past movies. Mm-hmm. So we're watching it, and she's like, I'm. She's like, you know, that'll make sense. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm like, I think this is what it is. Like, it's not gonna get much. You're not, gonna, you're get not a, gonna get like a big, tidy big clarification yeah. of what's going on in a Charlie Kaufman movie. No, not at all. It's more of like a, 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 a mood. Yeah, you know? it's a vibe. <laughs> it's like it's Lynchian a little.
2: Bit. A little bit, yeah. A little. It's a little less menacing, I suppose, than a Lynch movie. Although can this be. this
0: one's the uh, maybe the most menacing. Yeah, I seen.
2: think. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of. I mean, they all like kind of exist on like the fringes of of death. You know, they all have this kind of like dreamy, like acid, yeah. like lucidity in their relationship to mortality and shit. But like. This one felt a lot closer to the edge. You know, even, I mean, Cynic Dog New York is obviously like a very. You He's know. like
0: a like an absurdist playwright a little too. I think that
2: he is a, I I think that this is a thing that every time we talk about him, we're like, I've heard there's plays. So
0: we should look into the plays. <laughs> we need to look into the plays. Because he reminds me of like an Ionesco or a Beckett yeah. or something like that. Sure. Where it's sure. just like, this is the scenario. It's fucking bizarre. You know? Terry Gilliam does that a little bit, but he's even more kind of fantastical. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the, the Coffin movies, at least in their, you know, physicality, seem to exist in the real world for a fraction of a second. For a fraction of a second. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. They're, uh, they, they feel very real. That's why, like, the, you know, the, Ionesco's a good comp, like, you know, like, the, the the wall vanishes and you see the sky and it like Yeah all of a sudden seems that much more
0: If you told me the new Charlie Coplin movie was about a drunk guy who everyone around him starts turning into rhinos, I'd be like, sure, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's No, absolutely. Yeah. That's like that's dead on. Yeah. Uh which Gene Wilder was in. Rhino That's right. Oh my god, he'd be the he'd be the best. Yeah. The best. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, it goes
2: without saying, I think, I adored this movie. This yeah. is the best thing I've seen this year, I think, of new movies.
0: That's that's cool. I don't know. I it's, mean, only my, it's, it's only
2: my fifth new release. Right, the year, right, I don't
0: know how many new movies I've even seen, so yeah, I guess that's fair.
2: It, it climbed the ladder pretty quickly, but it's, you know, not to say that I don't know
0: if it's my favorite Charlie Kaufman movie, but <sighs> I did, It was like, it fits right in his, like, catalog yeah, you know, if I were a collector, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, of course this is this one counts. Like, oh, this fuck one's yeah, great. Oh, you fuck know? yeah, it, it holds its own right next to those other ones. Absolutely, and if,
2: even though it is a little, I mean, I suppose that they all, none of them have massive casts, with the exception of Dark New York, which is like the most massive cast, literally inside of the film, anyway. But it was, this one is so much more contained, even than being John Malkovich. You know, which really only floats between, you know, like, those four people, really. And this I, is really it's just the two of them. It mostly. was very
0: stagey, yeah. Half the movie, I think, the the first and third, thirds of it are mm-hmm. pretty much in the car.
2: And the car stuff I found kind of breathtaking.
0: I thought that was the most interesting stuff, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, the stuff they show in the trailer, the house, the parents and stuff is, is great. Oh yeah, but like as the, the con- but just kind of the conversation that they have. It was really him kind of slapping his dick around, and being like, "Look how good I am as a writer." <laughs> at just letting two people talk, and you're gonna yeah. be completely um, captivated. Yeah, by what's going on. The real
2: time couple road trip thing. I've never quite seen done as well as that. You know, because they they never they never breathe as long as that one does, and you even see. Like the slow building of the storm, on the outside of the car, uh-huh. you start to see it frost more and more, and it gets and darker.
0: Yeah, like
2: they fucking killed that. I wonder how long that
0: took. I don't. I wonder how much of that was in a studio. I was thinking sure about that you know. Like, even
2: even still, I mean those. Sure.
0: You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And those guys just had, you know, they're like, here's an entire plays worth of dialogue. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, that's not like a normal movie-like, what's-the-line kind of shit. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they rehearse the fuck out of it. They, the Jessies, right? Aren't the two leads both named Jesse? Oh, yeah. I, that
2: didn't even occur to me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jesse, Jesse Buckley.
0: And Plummet or whatever. Plummet. Clemens, that's his name. Husband of Kirsten Plummet. Dunst. That's Jesse. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they both did a great job. Jesse Buckley, I'm glad to see copping some some big shit for anyone who didn't see uh Wild Rose
0: what is, what's the plot she wants to she be she wants to be a country singer a country singer it's
2: excellent it's fucking excellent and if you if you think that well, she's I want to be
0: a country singer <laughs> it's, I just I was saying it reminded me of Billy Elliot cause it's like okay, nice an, an Irish person <laughs> wanting to be something that they're not supposed to be you know vibe. it's just funny <laughs> it's just funny
1: <laughs> I want to be it I
0: want to be a dancer and a country singer <laughs> <laughs> I want to be shout out to our irish listeners they love you
2: we have had a few people As a will, couple
0: of irish boys
2: people will be shocked to see a new pod float across their uh their phone tomorrow great what else do want to, oh I, yeah i do want to talk about tony Collette a little bit because she is likewise just fantastic to what watch the parents are absolutely but tony tony Collette, i think has really been having a moment since hereditary came out and i feel like she's we're doing lots of Oscar predictions today. I feel like she's a, an Oscar winner, you know, down the
0: line. They've kind of figured out her niche is like, a character actress, I think. Absolutely. <clears throat> like, she... I remember years ago watching the United States of Tara, or Tara, and it was, like, the show would not get made today. She was, like, had multiple personalities and stuff. So oh, one God. minute she's, like, a housewife, and the next minute she's, like, an asshole. I can't remember. Oh, God. But it was really her showcasing her... Character uh-huh. acting ability. Oh, sure. You know. <laughs> I never watched that. That's funny, though. I remember watching it with Crystal, like, I don't know, God, like, ten years ago or whatever, <laughs> when it was on air. Uh, I think
2: she's a, she's a big theater actress, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So she was able to just carry that shit off, like, no problem. And she plays a
0: great character in this where she's, like, got tinnitus, and she's, like, she's this supportive, nervous mother, like, kind of overbearing, but in a positive way, uh-huh. you know. Um, the scenes with him, and he's, like, mean to her, man, you know, like, the scenes with him and his parents, you're like, why is this guy, like,
1: you know, they seem
0: like nice enough people, but they're just weird, and he's weird and being embarrassed, and the whole connection, this movie does a great job of portraying a relationship where they're just not, like, clicking and connecting. Yeah, they just don't have the like
2: the sais quoi.
0: Yeah, like, everything, you know... He says, doesn't click with her really, and then he's kind of the kind of guy who, like, if she says something, he's like, well, no, and wants to debate and argue with her. Like, they spend a lot of the movie mm. just kind of being, like, intellectual jerk-off debates with each other. Yeah, which I... I'm, which, is, which I'm always captivated Me by. too,
2: and I'm sure that that will, like, really turn some viewers off, because it is just so heady and...
0: There were I mean there's references that not everyone's going to get though, you know? Like I I knew that when they talked about Cassavetti's wife, I, oh, was like, Rollins, I was like I was like I don't know what movie they're talking about and she like goes into the character, but I was like I know Christian's going to right like and I was I and I told you I was like there's a big Cassavetti's reference. And I
2: really loved it and it was a good the cuz what she kind of talks about you know, she, uh, among a million things, she talks about that movie in particular being this kind of, like, long, messy mess, which is, like, what a lot of the criticism of Cassavetes' movies was at the time, because, you know, they'll, like, Woman Under the Influence, I think, is, like, close to two and a half hours, Husband's is two and a half
0: plus, a little so bit. So he was, like, the Judd Apatow of his time. <laughs> so, like, uh, in a, you know, in a way, I mean... In a not knowing, not knowing how to edit
1: <laughs>
2: kind but, of way. But the... But those movies are like long and messy, the way that, that life is, and that's kind of why people I think are still so captivated by them. And that's kind of what the the Coffin movies, even though this is a long even movie, even though they're even though they're constructed differently, they show you how messy life is. You know what yeah. I mean? he's the, the kind of guy who, inside of your own head.
0: He's the kind of guy who seems like he writes what comes to him and doesn't like go in with a big game plan. You know he kind of like lets the mood carry itself from scene to scene and right you know he's just a such an interesting writer he kind of foregoes every convention of narrative you know
2: yeah and that's like there's a this is no spoiler there's this extended ballet sequence toward the end of the to Oklahoma to, there's a,
0: Oklahoma's a big deal The, the big t- I didn't really know but it was yeah it, it, but it's really me. it's
2: really effective inside of it but that ballet sequence, and not the one where the kids are rehearsing, but the one, kind of, it's a little after that moment where they, ballet through the the halls for, I mean, it's like, almost a ten minute sequence, sure, can also be really challenging for an audience that's like, I don't know how to fucking look at dance, but it's they do it's so excellently done. Oh, they
0: tell a whole story. They it's like. It's incredible. You know. It's like in. Being it's John like Alpovich, they meet, they puppet fall in love, they. Oh. And if you know. So I did look up what the It's based on a book, but he adapts things just in his own Pretty, crazy way. Yeah. So when I kinda knew what the twist of the book was, things made a little more sense to me, but it's still uh-huh. like wouldn't have made it any less of an effective you know. But yeah. it's done you also you would, we sat there through the entire credits, credits just yeah. kind of like dumbfounded and you can hear kind of the sound it stays on this one shot and then at the very very end of the credits a uh, sound kicks that made us like scream at the tv and it goes to black yeah and like this yeah. is amazing it was a great
2: ending but like made a lot of friends on the journey you know yeah that, like that thing was about the journey and stuck the landing better than most things i've seen
0: i think when they were at the recently when they were at the ice cream place that's a great interlude uh one of them one of them ta- starts talking about a fable or he uses the word fable and i uh-huh. was like yep that's the word like yeah that's kind of what he writes are these little yeah novellas that are just like surreal you know acid trip stories does he have novels i'm sure he must he might i think he wrote for the dana carvey show (laughs) (laughs) what's that documentary called too too smart to air or too too stupid, funny to fail. Too funny to fail. Yeah, yeah too stupid to win. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, too funny to fail. Yeah, super funny. Another high
2: recommend for the for the fans of the absurd. Yeah, I don't think he's in the documentary. No, I, I think, think they were just either. like that
0: guy was around too.
2: It's so fucking funny. I'm, trying, I'm looking back through my notes. The only other, I just have I have two lines written down <laughs> that I thought were funny. Billy Crystal as a
0: Nancy. Thought that was a funny line. That was a weird one. <laughs> That was a funny one. I was like, there were shots at that, and then there was also a scene where they do this romantic comedy, and at the end they say, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and so when I was looking up, I looked up like this interview with Kaufman where he explains some of these... Some of the thing, just the weird things, uh-huh. and they were like, "Why the shot at Zemeckis?" And he's like, "You know what? It was just like seemed like a funny name to put in there." They were like, "Cause he he really wouldn't make that kind of schlocky movie, but it's like funny to think that he would." Oh yeah, that so was, it makes you laugh. Yeah,
2: that was well done. <laughs> I liked that a lot. Uh, the other the other line I had written down that was much more serious was her saying that asking her to, to describe her life as. Like as or asking her, asking her about her life is like trying to describe a mosquito that bit her forty years ago. Amazing.
0: There were just some. There's, great, I mean, there's I could. Have there's a million 50 of those. great lines like. That oh my that god. Thing. So the, good. The the her every scene. God, that was one of the weirdest thing things. Is things, just, every scene she's got a different profession or a different academic interest. Yeah, that. Right now, yeah. And you're like, what is going on? That was like, tripping me the fuck out trying. to know. Trying
2: to trace as well.
0: Now that I know what the twist is in the book, I'm like, oh, it all kind of makes sense, but they really don't, like... They don't really do they that. They don't spoon-feed it to you at all. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: Fucking good stuff. Yeah. That was a real treat. was really treat. good. It's a real treat. We're not going to go for too much longer, but Mike, I know that you watched the new Bill and Ted. I did. Do you want to speak I, on
0: that a little? Our, uh, well, I got together with our friend, uh, Destan... Who we've been we all used to work on a food truck together. Oh yeah. And uh, when Destan and I worked, we would often just go into Bill and Ted mode. And this was years ago. And yeah. we were like, one of these days, man, they're gonna make Bill and Ted three. <laughs> you know, it was like the dumbest, like, right. So you know the way the way this kind You're of dumbest no brainer. The way this kind of uh, reboot culture goes. Oh, you yeah, You know, we were like, it's only a matter of time, and Keanu's getting big. And lo and behold, fans just like us kept tweeting about shit like that, <laughs> and um, so they they made they finished the trilogy, you know. And we watched we watched all three of them. It was a long day, and it's what it, was the how how did that feel? It's very strange, man, because the tone of the first and the second movies are so fucking different, right? And then the third movie is doing homages to both sure which is like makes it the weirdest one (laughs) i don't know if that makes sense but like no totally totally in addition to so in the first movie they travel through time they get historical figures in the second movie they go to heaven and hell and um meet aliens and death and stuff of course and in the third movie they do all of that basically they do all of that at the same time and it's just it's It's funny, man. I mean, those are funny fucking movies. It carries it well into... It's, like, probably the worst one, you might say. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not shocked. It's probably the Return of the Jedi of the series, you
2: know? You mean people are going to overrate it and love it for... Decades, um, i actually
0: like ewoks so i don't know why i said that i don't really um, care about star wars i don't really I care that much anything. about star wars <laughs> but i just know that that's the one that people are like that's the worst of the th- original three or sure. whatever sure, sure, sure. um god the daughters really. are really the daughters are really funny they have daughters oh now. that's right are they like, their daughters yeah they're their daughters and they're nice. like the dads and they're like Destan was so funny when we were watching it but they're like they're like hey dads we love your music and he's like, oh, their daughters are so supportive. <laughs> you know, it's like they're 50 years old and they're still playing, they're playing like weddings and shit like that. It's amazing. They play, okay, so in the first movie, Missy, do you remember the gag about Missy? Remember remember when I asked your, your stepmom to prom, all that stuff? Sure. Remember when she was a senior when we were freshmen? So Missy marries... She's married to Bill's dad, and then in the second movie, she's married to Ted's dad. And then in the new <laughs> one, the new one opens with the wedding of her getting married to Ted's little brother, Deacon. <laughs> you might remember from babysitting Napoleon. <laughs> so they, like, do references to all of it. it's like, it, good. It was fun to watch all three of them in a row and be like, finally. Okay. Kind of. Like, we've yeah. been joking about this for years. Here it is. And, yeah. You know? I, I remember the It's night- like we're men now. A little bit. I remember having a similar
2: sensation that night that season four of Rest of Development came out. Oh, like that? Like when it finally dropped and everyone was like, it's finally here. And it was funny for five minutes and then it abruptly stopped. Well, and it
0: makes, I mean, it's strange to me because I kind of understand a little better how our like addictive nostalgia culture has worked for other people. Yeah, who get excited about any goddamn any goddamn thing.
2: Jurassic Park? Yeah, you know,
0: right? Uh, I got a little excited. About this, <laughs> I do. I just
2: rewatched all of. Those. I really just
0: like the third one, so I was. Out. I, they are actually the only good one is the first one. Sure. The second all, one has its merits. The second one's got Goldblum and and uh. Vince Vaughn and Julian. Julian Moore, it's got its moments, but they get like worse each time. Right. Best part about the new ones is uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Sure, love Bryce Dallas Howard. You know, she's she's awesome. Uh, she she can do no wrong in my book.
2: So that's pretty. That's what that's really what we're gonna cover today. We were planning to be back very soon with another trilogy, teasing it. Yeah, we're gonna tease it.
0: Yeah. Well, we we've been talking about just doing some classics where we yeah. get on here and we talk about this movie or that movie. Yep. You know. Yep. That you might wanna watch over again. Um, watch over me yeah and Christian found out that there is a trilogy that just came out again that is off, oft neglected
2: I think so especially the third one because we're like what do you want to say what it is no we're, we're just going to tease it
0: alright we're going to tease it everyone and you can guess if you write in and tell us what trilogy you think it is and guess correctly you will win a free dinner with us on you so go fuck yourself <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Later, everybody.
1: Bye. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. All the sounds of the earth are like music. All the sounds of the earth are like music, the breeze is so busy it don't miss a tree, and old weeping Willard is laughing at me.